0: Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's
1: teaching and recalibrate. Well, welcome back to Recalibrate. Hey, good morning, Paul.
0: Now, we finished up last time saying that we had finished the mindfulness
1: series. Right. It was a great
0: series. Yes, it was. So good, in fact. That we're gonna do. Continue not on. We're finished. not actually yeah. finished. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't uh, mindful when we made that right. statement. Yeah. Actually, people have said to me that it's been very helpful, and they have actually even been applying some of the techniques. And uh, somebody said to me they were doing it at work. They were mind was going in all different directions, and they just took time to breathe and center a little bit and just get their mind focused on the moment rather than all the other issues and they found it very very helpful that's
1: awesome that's yeah so they were able to hear your breathing in the last episode oh yeah
0: (laughs) we were laughing about this before we started that you got to be careful because when you get into the habit of breathing right like when i get into got into it my kids would say "Dad, you're breathing so heavy so loud so loud (laughs) my wife on Sunday said, when I was preaching, she said, oh, I could hear you breathing. I was worried for you. And I think, yeah. oh, gosh, mindfulness is That's coming back. because you're so mindful, yeah. And I'm breathing too much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so there are warnings. They're on right, the label. Yeah, yeah be Disclaimer. careful. People yeah. will think that you've got respiratory issues. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but what um, really got me thinking about continuing was I'm doing some studies at uh, Regent College. And I got to write a paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Exciting, yeah, it happens at college. Yes, sometimes. it does. Yeah.
0: on Augustine and um, the semi-pelagism controversy. Already, people are going to sleep. Yeah,
1: we've lost all the listeners.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these people, there, this this particular doctrinal debate was formed by one group who were monks. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to do a lot of reading on them and and, and and monasteries, which I'd never really done before. Right. And in reading what their goals were and what they were trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. I was really stunned to find the mindfulness language, even the word mindfulness, right, being used by Christians in 400 AD.
1: Right. It's been around even in Christianity for a long time. For a long time. Right. And yeah. so I thought you know know, that one
0: of those cartoon rabbit things where the eyes pop out of the head (laughs) it all clicks yeah (laughs) and i thought wow okay this is absolutely fascinating that this is not we think of so much of being an eastern tradition right but actually christianity has been steeped in this concept for a long long time as well
1: sure yeah and when I think of monks, though, or I think of other monastic traditions, I think of these people who are almost like shut away from everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so why don't we... Now, we, we were thinking, boy, we, it would be great if we could get a monk in here.
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah. Well, but because we if we,
0: we'd have to get one that's not got a vow of silence, because it would make for a very
1: boring... It would be a one-sided conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, and I, I don't want to... Well, let's go through it. And, and and I don't know where this is going to lead. Mm-hmm. going to be an interesting journey. Sure. But I'd like to just look a little bit. We're going to title this next section of this series, The Monastics and Mindfulness, mm-hmm. which makes us sound very intellectual. Yeah,
1: we're very academic here. Very yeah.
0: academic, very ahead of the game. Yeah. But I want to go back into the tradition of Christianity, this whole genre of Christianity that actually has tapped into mindfulness Mm -hmm. for centuries and still practices it today. And some of the writings we read, even our contemporary writers, have tapped into this as well. Right. I think a word you would hear in charismatic Pentecostal circles is listening prayer.
1: Right. Or contemplative prayer. Contem- yeah, yes, yeah, you hear okay, that all yeah, the time. Yeah, or even we were talking about before this episode today. Even um, the popular author right now, John Mark Comer, talks yeah. about this sort of rhythm that we need to build into our lives. Right, he where is we so would withdraw moment He's, and we would yeah. reflect. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I cut you off. Oh, He's, sorry. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So he just talks about building this rhythm of withdrawing and reflecting and and resting and. Um, yeah, being more contemplative in our everyday life. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I, I've never been that comfortable with this side of the Christian mm-hmm. faith. I'm a doer.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh,
0: what am I? What number am I on the machine?
1: Oh, on, <laughs> on the Enneagram. Yeah. Yeah. I think they say you're an eight, Paul. Yes, do yeah. they? Yeah. 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 And I just
0: love that. I have no yeah. idea what that means. Yeah, yeah, but I'm it sounds an eight good, right? Man. Yeah.
1: i an yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you are too. Yeah, that's what they say. But there's different kinds of eights, Oh, good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. So you're just basically saying you're not like me. (laughs) Well, I think we've
1: established there's some similarities. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. We are way off track. But so, you know, this this is a whole genre of Christianity that maybe Pentecostals and Charismatics have not historically even tapped into. Right. Because we tend to be doers. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, our emphasis is on speaking in tongues. Sure, So, yeah, the idea exactly. of listening. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we don't do listening. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting, Paul, because even like we were just talking about the Enneagram, and it's so popular even in um, many churches, actually, right around now. Around the world, to be honest. Yeah, all yeah. over the place. But it was actually established by monks. Oh,
0: I and, didn't know that.
1: Yeah. And so, when I was even reading some of the notes for this podcast today, and, it, and you uh, it talks about in our notes that it's establishing this state of awareness in God, uh, of God, in all that we do, and that was actually the the mandate of the Enneagram was to realize like how we are distracted from recognizing God in our everyday life, to
0: recognize patterns in our thought life and yep. system that we would traditionally or usually trip us up.
1: Yeah, and so you even said that you're an eight, you're a doer, you like to go get it done, and that's actually. Um, how you forget to focus on God in every moment of your life, and so that's the same with me. It's the motivation. Was
0: it an instruction or a rebuke that you just told me? That, yeah. It was
1: just a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but this is where it comes from, you know. So, oh, it so this comes is exc- from this I'm actually mindfulness. getting pumped about. Yeah, this. exactly. Yeah.
0: So let's uh, let's just dive a little bit into the history of monasteries. I know this is really weird. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that. Uh, pray with me. I would like to create a website to go along with our podcast because I am cool. writing. We're now actually getting serious here. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's getting deep. Like, And this series is yeah. really helpful. And for we've people. got a couple yep. of
0: pages of notes in front of us that I've actually written right. for this. Yep. Um, so you know, hopefully we can get a website going so people can even access the written material. Right, and it. follow along. Yeah, follow us yep. along. Or just wait. And buy my book at the end of the year. Right, yeah. Just Discount <laughs> for all listeners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get into this tradition of monasteries and monastics. So monastery being the place, monastic being the um, genre, the, the, the movement, mm-hmm. and a monk or a nun being the individuals involved in it. Right um we'll just trace back what happened in christianity that brought this about what they were trying to accomplish so we get a better idea of where they're coming from and how that relates to this concept concept of mindfulness contemplative prayer listening prayer stillness this kind of spiritual the side of spirituality right okay uh we've got a list so i'll we'll kind of read one you read one and we'll just kind of go through sure. it so who are the monastics um There have been many monastic orders through the centuries, particularly from the 4th century, maybe even the 3rd century onwards. And then after the 19th century, of course, they diminished. So really through what we call the early ages, the middle ages, um, and the late ages, or what's sometimes called the dark ages, Mm -hmm. um, this idea of monastic orders, monasteries, so on and so
1: forth, um, was really a big thing. Right. Yeah. And do you know, I was wondering in the notes, what is it just cultural or why Why was there a decline in this monastic order or discipline in the 19th century?
0: I think that Christianity, once we got to the 19th century, the 1800s, and the rise of rationalism, the rise of academia, mm-hmm. the rise of naturalism, Right. Uh, there was a decline in Christianity. Okay. And... Therefore, there was way less people. Even I mean, the orders in the recent years have really struggled to in the last hundred years right. even get people to join. Right, and so I think that has been the drop off. Right, secular world has become more attractive than the monastery. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> You're giving up more now to to, to go off. Yeah, right, yeah, okay. right. And Why don't you I, and read the next one?
1: Yeah, so we're we can recognize some famous um, monastics. It says it talks about the desert fathers. It says Saint Anthony, Saint uh, Benedictine and the Benedictine monks and the Celtic monks of the Middle Ages. And like you mentioned before, just that monks are male monastics and nuns are female monastics.
0: Right. So, um, you know, everybody knows the Benedictine monks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, you see the the ones with the brown uh, habits. Right. Uh, and,
1: and the uh, habits are the robes. Are the robes that yeah. they wear. Yeah.
0: Yep. And the Celtics were... Uh, are very famous. There's a lot of people who love to study them. They Mm -hmm. came from Ireland and then they traveled all through Europe and they had monasteries, you know, in fact, um, Star Wars, Mm -hmm. the island where Luke Skywalker in his latter years.
1: Oh, and he's living there all on his own. Yes, and you can see that he's living in huts
0: made of stone. Right. That was a monastic order. They lived on this island far north of Ireland where nobody could live and there was nothing there. But they wanted to be so withdrawn from society. Right. And that's why those buildings are there.
1: And so should Luke Skywalker be on this list as a famous <laughs> monk? <laughs> no, we're right, not Right, so that's, that. that's a different yeah, kind right. of... Uh, okay. yeah, yeah, No, we're okay. not... <laughs> um,
0: so the original word monk is obviously from the word mono, which mm-hmm. means individual. Right. And it was the idea that an individual would move away from society and everything to take time to to really seek to become pure in their spiritual and mental state. So the idea was that you would separate from everybody to get by yourself so you could focus on particularly getting your mind under control, mm-hmm. your thoughts under control, your your desires and appetites under control, so they'd be fully purified. I'm going to talk a little bit more where it was meant to go. And originally, it started with people doing it individually, and there's some crazy stories about guys in the desert who would live on tops of rocks Mm. by themselves. And um, Yet people could come and watch them, but they were by themselves. And just as very, I think, based on Jesus going into the wilderness kind of idea, Mm. just complete separation. Yeah. But eventually people realize that you can't, even this you can't do by yourself. You have to have others around to support. So they began to cloister together. Right. So, okay. so the word cloisters come from, yeah. they began to gather together to encourage each other, to form systems to be able to do this, to mm-hmm. be able to, how do you cleanse your thoughts? How do you become mindful? How right. do you overcome desires in groups, and then they had leaders, the abbot who was in charge of the monastery, Mm -hmm. and they had written books from the founders that were passed down through the generations of different ways of doing this. So the different Benedictines have a way. Theirs is much more friendly, user-friendly, and some of the others were much more very, very harsh uh, kind of idea.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, and then we see that there was this stabilizing force in the early and middle ages, uh, due to there being sanctuaries in um, what seemed like chaos and that they would protect documents and writings and things like that. Yeah,
0: because the, the middle, early ages, middle ages, there was a lot of chaos. Mm-hmm. There
1: was a lot of plagues. There was
0: wars, right. uh, goths coming from the n- north. Of, yeah. Right. <laughs> those goths, right. And yeah. Van and yeah. all the rest of it. So monasteries were real stable places. So they were really key in society because they brought some kind of semblance of order. Right. And they were also really important because they did a lot of writing. Part of the contemplative method, mindfulness method, involved reflection on scripture and mm-hmm. on writings. Mm-hmm. So they they became really key for writing literature, right. passing Bibles down, and so on. And then all that beautiful artwork right. that you see. And again, it's a mindfulness. These days people use... Um, like I was in the store yesterday yeah. looking for books, and I'm, I'm, what I'm, are they, I'm, what, just are waving, I'm waving what are they using? What are they using? Yeah, what, what? Yeah. It's like, a, it's like people a are using first word. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Well, Julia uses like an iPad. That's what she uses yeah. to do art. But It's coloring. Col- yeah. The idea oh, of coloring. adult coloring yeah, books yeah, and a mandala book, yeah. where they have those. People are into coloring books yeah, because, do.
0: again, it gets your mind to focus.
1: Yeah. They say to use it as a relaxation as a thing. Because rela- yeah. it's about yeah.
0: taking your mind off everything else right. and just focusing on that one mm-hmm. task, number nine color or number nine dot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And so the monks used to use it for when they, you know, these beautiful Bibles and other books where they do this beautiful calligraphy, the first letter is this beautiful artwork, right? right? Yeah.
1: And I'm just curious, when it says that even they were used as places, like as sanctuaries, would that even be for people who needed to find... Some of them did. ...peace and safety? Yeah,
0: some people would withdraw for a period of time. So mm-hmm. sometimes kings, mm-hmm. princes, and the elite right. uh, would go to these monasteries for a month to... Regroup, right? Maybe they had to do penance and they had to overcome something. Okay, and also some of the monasteries were had hospitals attached or other social um, works evolved Mm -hmm. that they could help people. So they really were key to providing some kind of stability in society as well. Yeah, that wasn't the intention, but that's what they became. Sure, because they had order and structure to them. When so much of the society was had lost it, so we got this group of people separated away. In cloisters, they're involved in different pursuits, but at the core of it is the spiritual. What ultimately were they trying to, why did people go into these monasteries? What ultimately were they really about? What were they trying to accomplish?
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to accomplish this state of oneness and openness uh, with God where they might um, at any moment be able to experience God in their daily routine. And so, yeah, it is this idea of mindfulness, I think, of just awareness yeah. of what God is doing around them.
0: Have you ever heard of Brother Lawrence and his no. book? Okay, no. so he, was a, he wrote a famous book people often quote. Yeah, it's he was into this state where every moment of the day you are aware of God mm-hmm. and you are one with God. Right. So they saw, you know, we see in Jesus, I do nothing that the Father doesn't tell me to do. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything that the Father doesn't speak to me. So we see this idea in Jesus that he walked this earth with this consciousness of God and was fully aware of God, his Father, all the time. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that these people were were really hungering for this oneness with God that took them above the mundaneness of life and allowed them to hear God, know God continually as as they lived it. And... They recognised that there were things that would impede that, things that would stop that. Mm-hmm. One being the mind, right. being out of control or being um, on either negative thoughts, dark thoughts, or even benign thoughts. Right. And then the the will, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the heart, right. And even the flesh in its appetites, um, and so they were. That's why they would fast to overcome the appetite, overcome mm-hmm. the will. Um, so, they lived a, a strict life seeking to get the mind, body, desires all under control so that they would come into the state of purity purity of thought, purity of heart, mm-hmm. purity of body. And in that state, they could enter into a oneness with God and walk with God in
1: perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was this huge practice of mindfulness. And I remember in previous episodes, we talked about one part of mindfulness is just being able to step back and look at what's happening objectively. Yeah. And so even uh, before we came to this episode, I was looking, there was a famous uh, monk named Thomas Merton. Okay. Yeah. And he wrote a prayer and his prayer actually says... God, um, he's praying that God would reveal his plan to him. And one line in his prayer is, God, the fact that I think that I'm following you doesn't mean that I actually am following you. And I, to me, that just revealed like uh, how objective they were able to see what was actually happening in their life. And that's actually a state of mindfulness that we've talked about in previous episodes of recognizing that Uh, the things that we think and feel are not necessarily what is actually happening around us
0: right and to evaluate your own thoughts
1: yeah exactly so i think they were they're always wrestling these monastics through those thoughts of yeah what's what's of god what draws me closer to god and what doesn't
0: yeah so um and they had systems to do this they had different orders had different ways you could accomplish this The ideal of spiritual purity involved the death and denial of evil passions within us and it involved the idea of becoming mentally very focused on God and very aware of him all the time. And just reading from Wikipedia... It's referring to the contemplative prayer and meaning of watchfulness. Hmm. Watchfulness context includes close attention to one's thoughts. You see their language again right. here. Intentions and emotions with the aim of resisting temptations and vain and egotistical thoughts and to remind, trying to maintain a constant state of a remembrance of God. Hmm. And there's similarities between this and the ancient practice of mindfulness and Buddhism and other spiritual traditions. So. Christianity has gone down this road of trying to right. get the mind under control so that you can become alert to God and aware of God, and mm-hmm. so that's kind of why it really fascinated me. So I think we we need to move to some practical stuff here. Yeah. By now, we've lost
1: some people, some people, but it's an interesting topic. Yeah, know. I think others are probably it really applies like, well, to what we're, even yeah. what we can do today. Yeah, and there's yeah.
0: some really good writings out there, even that have been translated from from years and years ago. So, listen, we've talked about this. Here's a big question. As we think of the monastics, they withdrew. They were seeking to control their thoughts through systems, through rigorous disciplines, uh, to orders, to to lay down procedures of how to get your mind under control. Here's the first question. Is what they were seeking to obtain, this constant awareness of God and this oneness with God as Jesus have? Is it even possible?
1: We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at
0: crcfchurch.com.